0: Oh my God, what's up, party people? Welcome to this week's episode of Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Andy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter, and you can also find me at Romancing Nancy on Twitter, which is far less occupied by my ramblings about everything. This week's episode that we are in season five of the show, and this is episode number four. So next week is going to be the last week that we're discussing fanfic. Then we're going to switch back to the regular Nancy Drew stories, the legit ones, as opposed to what I do, which is ridiculous. Today we're going to be discussing letters, based on popular request of one vote. Nice. So, letters is set during World War II, which, if you've been keeping up with the show or if you've read Nancy Drew books, especially the original versions, um, the sh- the series started in 1930. Nancy and Ed met in 1932. Um so around like Brass Bound Trunk, around that time, like Nancy and Ned would have been going through World War II anyway. There's very little reference to that in the books because they wanted to make the books pretty much timeless, except for of course for ice boxes and traveling circuses and all sorts of other shenanigans that Nancy gets into that are just not a thing. Like cell phones. Um <laughs> anyway. So the books don't really refer to World War II very much at all. The fact that Ned serves in World War II is like a footnote, and it's not even explicitly stated. It's like, and he really hates being where he is right now, and he's just writing a letter to tell you that, um, which is kind of where the idea for this came from in a way. Letters kicks off with Ned thinking about Nancy and thinking that she's never actually going to commit to him, which, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, honestly, based on everything else that's been happening. His belief is that his place in Nancy's life is interchangeable with pretty much any other man that she's ever met. Um, Like, he feels like they have a good relationship, like, they seem to know each other really well, and he really, really cares about her, but... They haven't kissed. They have never committed to each other in that way. It's just that she's a convenient escort, not that way. That makes me think that maybe we should talk about the one where Ned's an escort next week. Anyway, um, so he's seeing his friends being drafted. He's seeing them like basically marry their girlfriends before they head off to war and he's like that's not who Nancy is like that's definitely not where our relationship is and I wouldn't want that anyway but there's also this sense that he has that like the other shoe just hasn't dropped yet like he's gonna get drafted and he's gonna go away and he's like she's gonna she's gonna move on she's gonna forget about me like none of this was really all that important to her that's how he feels about it. But he cares about her deeply. And he's just... He's afraid to actually pull the trigger on that and say anything about it. Because he doesn't want her to admit that this has never been nearly as important to her as it is to him. So... So that's how the story starts. The, in the next chapter, he gets his draft letter. So he knows that he's going to be going. To do a brief sidebar... um when I first started writing this story, and this was what it would have been in 2006, um, I was like, oh, I need to know everything about World War II. I need to talk about what Noah would have been doing on the front. I need to talk about like, you know, what he would have been doing during a typical day, all this stuff. Like to the point that I was like, I need to find books on World War II. I need to do like just a, this massive amount of research. And then I was like, first off, if I do that, I'm never going to actually sit down and write this, like, I was going to fall down a rabbit hole and just never emerge from it, and just work on other stuff that wasn't going to require research, and, like, the other thing is, I realized that it doesn't actually fucking matter what Ned's doing on the front, because I, like, that's not going to be part of the story, it just isn't, um, what am I concerned about? I'm concerned about what, how Nancy feels. I'm concerned about how he feels. I'm concerned about y'all banging as soon as possible. Like, let's be legit about this. I was like, maybe she could go to Europe. And, and then I was like, no, I'm not, we're not going to do that. Like, I love it. I love how dramatic that would have been. But also, no, like that's, that's not actually really consistent with the books either. Like, no. No. Would I love to read that? Yes. Would I love to see that in a movie? Fuck yes. Is that who she is? No. So, Ned gets his draft letter. I was like, oh, well, they just ship him off the next day. Of course not. They send him to training. They have to find out, can he actually use any weapons? Is he more useful as a sandbag? We have questions. Is he better in the event of zombie apocalypse? So many things. A bunch of things. So... Ned goes home, he tells his parents that he's been drafted, like, of course, they received the draft letter, so they know that that's what's happening. Um, The weird thing is, like, if Ned's the only son of an only son, then I think that he would have been exempted from the draft, but also, I always picture Ned with a bunch of cousins, which is kind of canonical. Like, Nancy and Ned both have cousins, but that's never really explained very much, so probably that wouldn't have done it for him, but anyway, so he goes home. He sees his parents. He's going to be reporting for basic training, basically. Um, And he goes to tell Nancy. So when he pulls up at her house, um, she and Hannah are in the kitchen. And then I was like, oh, they wouldn't have had interior air conditioning. Like, they would have had the windows open and the curtains would have been fluttering and they would have been listening to the radio. And so that's the scene that he walks into. They're making dinner together. She's happy. They're listening to the radio and having a good time. Uh, he sees Carson, who asks how he's doing, and, like, they're very polite with each other. And he asks if it's okay for him to take Nancy for a drive. And they, of course, say that's okay, because, you know, it's fine. They've been together so many times, and nothing bad has happened, so it's going to be okay. So he takes Nancy for a drive, and he... They stop basically in the middle of nowhere and pull off the road, and he tells her that he's been drafted. And, like, he actually has a blanket in the trunk that he lays down on the ground, and... They sit down together on the blanket, and he tells her that he's been drafted. And she looks at him, and she gets tears in her eyes, and she's like, you know, we can do something about this. Like, I can, I can talk to my dad. We can find, like, some way to get you out of this, basically. And Ned's like, no, I, I want to do this. Like, on the one hand, I don't, but on the other, like, so many other men are out there fighting that I don't want to be, you know, I'm not going to be a coward about this. And neither of them has the strength to say the thing that, like, you know, Nancy's not like, oh, I'm sure you're going to be great. Like, she's clearly distraught over this, but it's not enough for her to say something like, well, you know, I, I've i always wanted to tell you that I loved you or anything like that. It's very much like, oh, well, you know, stiff upper lip and we've got to be okay about this. But it's the little things. It's like he asked her to take her shoes off and, and she doesn't have her shoes on whenever he's talking to her. And so he can see her feet and you can see the top of her stockings. And like, is this intimacy that they don't normally get to share in the books, really. Not as much as he would probably want to. So a little bit like the next day or two, the four of them go on a picnic. So Bess and George go with them and Bess and George make themselves scarce, (laughs) because they sense that, like, Nancy and Ned have a lot to basically cram in the few days that he's got left before he goes off to basic training, so Nancy and Ned actually go off into the woods together, like, she takes her shoes off, and he picks her up, and runs with her out into the woods, and he says that he wants to do something with her, and she's, like, she's looking up at him expectantly, because she doesn't know, she's, like, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this, like, I'm I'm going to miss you so much. So Ned does the thing that, like, little eight-year-old boys do. And he even refers to it that way. He's like, he remembers his cousin doing the, his cousin's doing this together. Like, it's, it's just like this juvenile thing. But he's like, if, if I cut my arm and you cut your arm and we put the marks together, then it'll be like, we're bonded. Like, that's a bond between us. And so they do. They do. So he cuts his arm, Nancy finds that she can't do it, so she has Ned do it, so they put, they have shallow cuts on their arms, and they put them together, and he's like, now, now we have met, and it's, side note, it's kind of like the John Donne poem, like, the flea, where now our blood is together, and if our blood's together, why can't we bang? Like, it's kind of already happened, you need to just accept it, so they put, they mingle their blood that way, and then they kiss, for like, legit kiss for the first time, and Nancy actually responds to it, which Ned is incredibly thrilled by. He's like, oh, oh my gosh, yes. But they don't say it. They don't say the thing. Um. So Ned actually takes Nancy's handkerchief and wraps it around his arm, and Nancy takes his and wraps it around her arm, and they go back, and they see Bess and George, and they don't talk about what they've done or anything. They just it's just a thing that's between them it's like it's private and it's personal it's just for them so then it's time for Ned to go to basic training and whenever that that night day whenever Ned takes Nancy and her friends back to her house she's like I'm not gonna say goodbye we're never gonna say goodbye to each other that like we're just not gonna do that and he's like oh okay okay So, the day that he's leaving for training, like, his father's supposed to drive him, and instead, Nancy's out front, and she's like, oh, well, is it okay with you if I I drive Ned? And so, Ned says his goodbyes to his family, and he doesn't know when he's going to see them again, and it's just traumatic, because for the purposes of this story, Ned's father served in World War I, and of course, it was the Great War at that point. So, there's kind of like that background information for them. His mother's like, of course, very upset by all this. And it was like, you need to come home and everything. So Nancy and Ned drive together. She drives him to his training camp. I was like, oh, clearly it's within driving distance <laughs> or wherever he's supposed to report for basic training. She hands him an envelope and she says, don't open it until I'm gone. And he's like, okay. And they kiss again, but they don't say it. And she's like, we're not going to say goodbye to each other. We're going to see each other again. It's going to be fine. You're going to come back. And that's one of the things that he asked her when they did their blood mingling was, will you wait for me? And she says that she will, but neither one of them say exactly what he means by that or what she's committing to. Like, she's like, of course, I'm going to wait for you. Like, that, that's that's ridiculous. And he says, like, you know, if I don't come back, like... I want you to have a good life. Like, I don't want this to be a thing that hangs over you. And that's part of the reason why he didn't want to propose to her before he left, is he didn't want her to be bound to somebody that, like, they were only married for, like, three days, and then, then then he's gone, and that's it forever, so. So, yeah, she hands him the envelope. She tells him to read it when he's alone, and that's it. So, so Ned reads the, the letter that she wrote to him, and in it, she tells him that she just could not find the strength to tell him in person, but she loves him. And he writes back to her almost immediately saying, I, I love you too. I've always loved you. I've always loved you since the day that you jumped up on the running board of your car and asked what you what I thought you I was doing moving your car away from that fire. Like, I, I've loved you for so long. And yeah, so they exchange letters while he's in basic training they exchange letters while he's like right after he leaves and the letters just keep getting more and more intimate really um Bess marries somebody that Ned knows um before he goes off to war and they get married and Bess gets pregnant and so she gives birth to a little boy and her husband's not there he's been Deployed, so he's he's just not around for the baby. And so Nancy gets to see Bess, who's living back at home with her parents, of course, who probably never left, really. And Bess is like, well, I'm going to be known as Elizabeth now because I'm a mother now. And Nancy's like, I still think of her as Bess. Like, this is just all so surreal. And so she tells Ned, like the things that she's going through, the rationing that's that's happening when she's at home, and the things that she's doing to get through the day, the volunteering that she's doing, all the work that she's doing, just to kind of forget about the fact that she misses him so terribly. And Ned tells her basically that he hates everything that he's doing. (laughs) Uh, the, The first time that he kills somebody when he's on the battlefield, he writes to her about that and says that it's like, He he kids never imagine anything like this. Like it's just beyond anything. Like this is a nightmare. Everything about this is a nightmare. He's like, I know what we're fighting for and I think that it's a good cause, but this is just a fucking nightmare. He doesn't say fucking. They're not like that. This is this is a very chaste version of them. This is about where I got to in two thousand six and I was like, okay, so here's the problem that I'm running into. If Ned is gone for the entirety of the war how are they gonna get back together like I need them to get back together they need to consummate this they have admitted that they love each other and they've basically and Nancy talks about um going up into the attic of her house because she's looking for something and finding her mother's wedding dress and Ned's like I'm sure you look beautiful in it and they talk around but never quite come up to so we love each other are we gonna get married when I get back like they never quite talk about it and I was like, but but I need this to happen. Like, I'm enjoying writing these letters. They're very flowery. Um, there's there's a point where Ned says, well, we can both see the moon, so I imagine that we have a house there, and that's where we live. And whenever I can't deal with what's going on around me, I just think about that house and finding you in it and us being together there. And all sorts of, like, just he's completely just, he hates he hates where he is. He hates going through this. He uh, is just miserable for him. And of course, Nancy's miserable because he's gone. And they, there's all these things that she wishes that she could have said when they were in person. So Ned gets taken to a place, um, and he's fighting in a place where the mail service becomes irregular. And so he can't send anything out, and he can't receive anything. And so he writes Nancy letters, but he doesn't bother sending them because they're not going anywhere. Like, that's what they figure out. Because I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, kind of makes sense that, yeah, you... (laughs) Why wouldn't they shoot somebody who's coming to get letters from the front? And so, like, they receive some Christmas cards, like, three months late. They, They get some random mail from other people, but it's clearly, like way backdated, so, um, yeah, Nancy and George are just doing what they can to get through things, and Bess is taking care of her baby, and Nancy's become distraught, like, she's read Ned's letters so many times, she's got to memorize, she goes over to visit Ned's parents, because he, he asked her to, um, he also sent his class ring to her, for her to wear, and of course, it's way too big for her to wear, so she wears it on a chain around her neck, um, she goes over to Ned's parents' house, and that day she's, like, after they've had dinner together and everything, she's so tired, and she wants to go lay down, and they're like, yeah, go lay down, it's fine, and she goes, and she goes into Ned's room, and she sees the pictures he has, he has pictures of her, like, she sent a picture of herself to, for him to have while he's deployed, but she sees the pictures that he has of her, and all the photos that he has of, you know, all the awards and medals and trophies and everything and she sees it on his desk he's carved their initials together and she lays down in his bed and she smells his hair on the pillow and she cries herself to sleep and that happens if like not on a regular basis but she often goes over to his parents house and has meals with them and talks to them and goes up into Ned's room and goes to sleep in his bed because it's a way to be close to him even though she can't be so she's missing him terribly. She's talking to his parents and they're like, yeah, we haven't seen anything from him. And of course they're like, you know, has the worst happened? Have we just stopped hearing from him because something bad has happened and they don't know? Um, and then finally Nancy gets a letter from Ned saying that he is about to come home on leave. And I was like, because uh, when I was doing research, I was like, oh, oh, they got to come home on leave. (laughs) Like, you get a little break from the war, and then you have to go back, um, which blew my mind, like, uh, there was so much about World War II that I did not realize, but anyway, so Ned is not coming back home for leave, because that's not how it worked, you would just go to, like, they would dump the soldiers at a specific place, a port, or whatever, and they would have their leave, and then they'd get back on and go back home, so Ned's going to be in California, Which, of course, means that Nancy has to find a way to get to California. And it's during World War II, which means that gasoline's being rationed, flights are being rationed. Like, everything is just impossible to get. So finally, her father manages to find her two plane tickets to go out to California. So that she can be there for Ned while he's home on leave. And Nancy has Ned's mother take the other ticket which is partially like a kind of chaperone thing, and also Nancy knows that Ned's mother desperately wants to see him, so that's kind of like a a good thing for her to do, so Nancy and Ned's mother go out to California. They find a room in an apartment house because it's cheaper for, for them to do that than it would be for them to stay at a hotel. Um, they're staying in the same room together because you know, chaperoning. Then they go to the port and they find Ned, who has been injured. And of course, as soon as Ned sees him, like he gathers them both under his arms and hugs them really, really tight. And they're all just like completely moved to tears by this because, oh my God, the war has been terrible, and it's been like two years since she's seen him, Nancy. Before she sees him, she has this dream that she can't recognize him. Like she's in a crowd and she knows that he's there, but she can't. She's like, oh my God, but she knows his face, like, as soon as they see each other in the crowd, they know each other, it's not like, it's not like she's forgotten him in any way, and he can see, like, I even looked up fashion for the fucking wartime, and I was like, oh, she could be wearing, like, a dress with chevron colors, and, like, blue and green, like, that was a popular thing at that point, so, And, and it's got pockets, because fuck it, it's gonna have pockets, um, yeah, also, a coordinating hat, because, Damn it, if she's going to see her man, she's going to be coordinating. So um, they decide to go, like, have lunch together. And, of course, Ned is, like, completely exhausted. This has just been a terrible process. It's, it's just all been terrible. So the three of them sit down and they're talking, but none of them quite... They haven't quite gotten back into the hang of conversation because it's kind of awkward. Like, it's been two years. It's, there's all this stuff that Nancy and Ned have said to each other, but they haven't said all the stuff that was between them that the last time they were in person that now there's so much more but also like when he was at a place where he wasn't getting mail like she doesn't know what he knows and when Ned's mother gets up to go to the bathroom that's like I knew that we weren't getting mail like during the last six or eight months so I would write to you but I kept all the letters and so he gives her the letters and as soon as they're alone together, he's like he tells her that he loves her, and she says that she loves him back, and so they actually kiss, and so it's it's really nice, um, but yeah, so he says, you know, read the letters when you're alone so that night after Edith has gone to bed, Edith and Ned's mother um Nancy reads the letters, and she sees that, like Ned is also just as desperate to hear from her as she was to hear from him there at the end, like, he wants to hear from her so bad, he's so scared that she's gonna find somebody else, and he's like, if, if we were together, then, like, within five minutes of me seeing you again, I would ask you to marry me, because, like, I know that this is not, I don't want this to be just a week of our lives together, like, I want to have a life with you, but I also want whatever I can have, And so Nancy reads his letters and she reads them over and over and over until her flashlight battery gives out. And the next time she sees him, the next time, well, actually she writes him a letter back and hands it to him. And so whenever Ned's able to read it, he looks at it and she says, if you still mean what you said, then my answer is yes. So he's proposed and she has said yes and yes. And every night, um, after Edith goes to sleep, they meet, and they talk to each other about everything he talks to her about, the experiences that he's had, and how horrible it's been, and she talks to him about everything, and they just basically make up for as much of the missed time as they possibly can, um, because Edith is there, they're kind of like, shh, what should we do, like, there's a waiting period, like, they have to get their blood tested, and they have to get a marriage license, and then they have to actually go and get it done, and so, They talk to each other and they're like, let's, let's make this between us. Like, let's, let's say that we're engaged and once you get back, we'll actually have a real wedding, but while we're here, we'll just do a justice of the peace, like, you know, go to the, the clerk's office and get it done, as a lot of people would have been doing. But Nancy's still not sure about whether she should tell Ned's mom but Ned's mom kind of figures it out because Ned's mom was kind of awesome that way. So she's talking to Nancy and she's like, so I I know that you and Ned have been spending a lot of time together. And Nancy's like, yeah, yeah, we have. It's, it's been nice. And she's like, oh, well, um, yeah, I kind of need to get home because like your father, he really needs me back home and I'm really going to miss you. So let's, let's just have a good day together. All three of us and and Nancy, I'm going to take you out to buy a new dress and it's going to be nice. And Let's do that. So they go and they go to the seaside and they go to an amusement park and and they have dinner at a nice restaurant, and everything. And so they have a really good day together before Ned's mother has to go home because she's kind of giving them the space they need to do what they were planning to do. Like otherwise they were going to have to sneak off and do it and and then what? Like cuz he's he's in a different room, of course. He's not going to sleep in the same room they do. So um, after Ned's mother leaves, they've decided that they're going to get married the next day. And so Ned's like, so would it be okay if I just give up my room and sleep in the same room as you tonight? And Nancy, of course, is like, I, I don't know. Like, that's, that seems, and Ned's like, we're going to be married tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to do anything. It's, you know, we'll just be together in the same room instead of sitting in the stairwell together. Side note. Ned took up smoking. (laughs) This is kind of canonically appropriate. There's one illustration in Secret of the Wooden Lady that shows Ned smoking, which is only in the first edition, because parents complained that he was depicting smoking, and they didn't want him to be doing that. So, I mean, you could canonically say that Ned smokes, and it wouldn't have been out of place for him to have done so, but I said that it was like a, a thing that he picked up when he was you know fighting in world War two so and nancy's like, "But I don't like it, so he doesn't smoke around her um yeah, so the next day they she nancy wears the dress that she and Edith picked out, and when Ned sees it, he's like, "Yeah, are you sure she didn't know because it's it's like a nice it's a nice dress, it's white, and she doesn't have a veil or anything. She's got like a little hat and gloves and everything but yeah, it's the kind of dress that, like, she can put some ribbon trim on and wear again later, but it's also really good as a wedding dress. Um, <laughs> so they go to the Justice of the Peace. The two people who are waiting in line behind them serve as their witnesses. They have somebody else take a picture of them while they're in line, just as a memento. And they go out and have a nice dinner. Everything's really nice, and then that night when they go one thing that Ned does mention to her, he's like, we do need to talk about whether we're going to use protection. And Nancy's like, is, is that, because for the purposes of this story, Nancy has very little practical education in that sense. Um, she's like, is that going to be like uncomfortable for you? Is it going to hurt you? And he's like, "Mm, no, I don't, don't think so. Because in this story, Ned's also a virgin. Like, He's he's gotten busy with a couple ladies, but it has not gone that far. So, um, of course, because all of the soldiers were issued condoms, he's just got some, you know, as one does. So he's like, okay, do, do you want to do this or do you want to risk it? And Nancy's like, let's let me think about it. So that night, they're in bed together, and Nancy is very modest and doesn't want him to see her, and. And I was like, no, I th- I think I need to see you, like, I need to see what we're doing, because I don't want to screw this up, I don't want to do this badly, so let me, let me just, like, check you out, so that I know what I'm doing, so that's what he does, like, they take clothes off, and he's like, I need to have the light on so that I can see what exactly is happening, so he basically does a lot of fingering down there to figure out what's happening, because, of course, he's never done this before, and he's not quite familiar with everything that's going to happen, so, um, so, yeah, and then when he gets to the point where he's like, okay, I think I know what we're about to do, do you want me to use a condom, basically, and Nancy's like, no, no condom, and he's like, okay, because he is, he tells her, he's like, if you get pregnant, it's going to be you who's carrying the baby. So this is your decision. Like, I'm going to do whatever you want. And if you decide that this is not a thing you want to do right now, then that's okay with me. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm willing to. Because, again, Bess, like, got married to Tommy and got knocked up within, like, three days. So. so they have sex. It's not like Nancy imagined it would be, but she enjoys it a lot. And so they have a week together before he has to go back, so they, of course, find out all about each other, by, like, the third time, Ned's like, oh, you can also have an orgasm, I did not realize that, so he's like, I'm, we're gonna do that, that's, that's the thing that we are going to get to, so, yeah, um, he, he's like, yeah, you can get on top of me, we can do it that way, so they just have a good week together, they, they basically have their honeymoon, and it's it's just really nice, and they get to wear their wedding rings out in public, and they get to be husband and wife, and in a way that, like, is very particular and special, that, like, it's, it's never going to be like this again, really, and when it comes time for him to go back, like, she's actually leaving first, and so they go to the airport together, um, and she thinks about, like, every morning that they were there, like, he would go out in the morning, and he would run, and then he'd come back and make breakfast before she got out of bed, and, like, they have, they have this whole domestic routine going, and it's just, like, even though it's short-lived, it's, like, everything that she wanted, so, so they go to the airport, and she's, like, this isn't goodbye, like, this isn't going to be the end of it, this isn't going to, this isn't the last time we're going to see each other, like, I have to believe that, and that's like, well, you're taking my heart with you, so, and I'm keeping yours, and I definitely have the better end of this deal, but I have to believe that we'll see each other again, so, so that's how that part of it ends, is with them, basically, they're married, but they don't know if they're ever going to see each other again. Okay, so, what do you do after you've married the love of your life in a secret ceremony in San Francisco? and then you've gone back home. Clearly, you get an apartment with your best friend who may or may not be interested in same-sex relationships. So, um, Nancy and George, after Nancy marries Ned, they get an apartment together in Chicago, where, because Nancy feels like she's just going to go absolutely bananas if she doesn't do something, and George also wants to do, like, it's like you're waiting for your life to start, but it's fucking World War II. Like, what are you gonna fucking do? Nancy talks about going to see Casablanca in the theater and, and thinking about herself and Ned and ev- like everything's going on where it just feels like the world has stopped. And like the whole image of Ilsa going out there and like doing something and Nancy feels kind of stuck where she is. Part of this was also because I had written like a flash forward to this story where Nancy was working as a waitress. And I was like, mm, so I kinda have to do that. So for for the purposes of this story, Nancy has an apartment that's close enough to a diner that she can actually walk to. So she and George find jobs. Um they you know, they're roommates, they they talk about every everything. Um Nancy doesn't tell anybody that she's married to Ned. She does, not like, and she does swear to Ned. She's like, if I find out that I'm pregnant, then I will definitely go to your parents and tell them what happened and, like, let them help out with that because, you know, of course. But it's after she comes back from San Francisco, she gets her period, and so she goes to Ned's mom, and she's like, if a woman gets married and then has her period, she's not going to have a baby, is she? And Edith is like, oh, sweetie. Because, of course, Edith knew, like, so she talks to Nancy about it, and Nancy tells her about what happened, and what they decided to do, and, and everything, and so Edith is like, well, I'm, I'm disappointed that, you know, if you two wanted to have a baby that you are not able to, but I'm also happy that, like, he'll be here to experience it with you, instead of him being gone while it happens, because they don't know how much longer the war is going to be. No one does. It just feels like it's going to be forever, so... So, Edith knows. So, Nancy, you know, keeps going over to their house just like she was before. Except for now, Edith's like, butch, now you're my daughter-in-law. Um, yay! So, Nancy and George, like, commiserate over what they're doing. Nancy actually finds out that George is writing to somebody and is like, oh. And so, she talks to George a little bit about it and George has found out that, the guy that she's writing to actually, like, has a girlfriend, like, a serious girlfriend, and it's, like, George is just this girl that he's writing to, to kind of, like, a side piece, so George is kind of devastated over that, and so Nancy talks to her, and she's, like, I'm, I'm really sorry about that, that's terrible, and yeah, one day, Nancy is at home in the apartment when somebody knocks on the door, and when she opens it, she thinks it's a traveling salesman, but he's like, uh, oh, Mrs. Nickerson, and Nancy's like, no, um, no, I'm Nancy Drew, and he's like, yeah, and you got married last month in San Francisco, and she's like, okay, who are you? So he comes into her apartment, and he says, you decoded something for Captain Morrow last, like, if, you know, a while back, and Nancy's like, well, I do know Captain Morrow, but I can't really talk about it. And he's like, we know, like, he's he's working with us. Um, the guy who is, has come to see Nancy works for the government, and he's like, you came really close to cracking the code that he gave you, and we want to offer you a job. We're going to give you codes that we want you to work on translating as your assistance for the war effort. And Nancy, of course, is like, Fuck yes. Like, oh my God, yes. All the yes, all the yes. Of course she can't talk about it. Of course she can't let Ned know about it because of course her letters might be intercepted, so she can't talk about it to anybody. Of course George knows because George is in the same apartment with her, but the government has checked her out thoroughly and is like, You're good people. You have a lot of experience at this. We think you're gonna rock. So So that's what Nancy does. Like she feels like she's kind of helping. It's like a way for her to try to get Ned home faster in a way. So, yeah, Ned's off fighting, punching Nazis in the face. Um, There's one point where I don't say that he participates in the liberation of a concentration camp, but he basically does that, like, and he's completely horrified. Like, there is no point in this where Ned's like, I'm really enjoying this. There is no point. No, there. it's all just like, I... I think about you, and you're what gets me through this. I can't wait to see you again. I I read your letters over and over, like I just I want to be back with you so badly, and I hate being here. So, yeah, because Ned's not that he's not about that life, y'all. He ain't he ain't about that life. So, um, Nancy is working at the diner one night. She has been Ned has fallen out of contact again. Um, because again, sometimes I go to places where he gets bad mail service and Nancy's been by to see Ned's mother and she's, Ned's mother is getting really anxious. Like she really wants news about where Ned is. And so Nancy thinks about the blue star that she's got displayed in her window to like say that, you know, I've got somebody in my family who's been who's off at war right now. And she thinks about the kind of men like the one who visited her who carry suitcases and tell the loved ones that that he's gone and she's just so nervous because she's she just hates this she wants them back with her so she's serving her usual patrons and a guy comes in and she comes over to serve him coffee and when their eyes meet she realizes that it's ned and she drops the coffee pot and it just splashes all over her and ned grabs her and he's like i love you and and i'm home He's been sent home because he was wounded in the leg. And while he's recovering from it, um, they were like, okay, we're just, we're going to let you go home now. He didn't like, there was no way for him to tell anybody that he was coming or to, to meet him at the station or anything. So he, he happened because she had described where she worked. He, he had a pretty good idea that this, this was the right place. And like, they cling to each other and they're so, so, so happy and, Nancy's like, okay, so we need to go out to your parents' house. Like, She's rationing enough gasoline because she normally goes to see them, so she's got enough gasoline to get them there. And She takes Ned there. She knocks on the door, and when Ned's mother opens it, she steps aside, and Ned's mother sees him. Again, this is for the first time since Nancy and Ned got married, so it's been, it's been about a year in the story since they were married. Ned's father sees him for the first time since Ned's been, Ned went off to war, so they have dinner together, and it's, it's like everything, it's like, it's overwhelming, because it's like, they can't quite believe that it's real, that he's really going to stay this time, that he's not going to go back, that this isn't just temporary, so that night, of course, um, they're like, oh, Nancy, you can stay over, it's fine, And, and Ned's in his old room, and Nancy's mother-in-law is like, oh, well, you know, I've got, I've got the guest bedroom set up for you if you want to stay there, mm. so Nancy goes with Ned to his room, and she's like, do you want to stay together tonight, and he's like, yes, all of the yes, all of the yes, I know that our parents, like, my parents are right next door, but oh my god, yes, so they hook up, and it's good, this is some good stuff, because, like, they have been dying for this, dying, oh my god, yes, okay, um, and three weeks later, they get married, like, they have an official ceremony, Ned wears his uniform, when they say their vows to each other, they say that they'll take each other in sickness and health, that they have realized how much they care about each other, and when they say, like, I take you, I accept you as my spouse, they, they're like, again, because, you know, they've already said their vows to each other, so, They're blissfully happy. Everything's fantastic. Um, Ned's parents actually kind of make an apartment for them so that they can stay together. Um, Ned goes back to Emerson and finishes his degree because he was already pretty close. Um, And Nancy gets pregnant. (gasps) So she goes to the doctor. I had to look up, like, how the fuck they did this back then because I was like, I know they wouldn't have ultrasound. Like, how, how did they check on the baby? So it was like, they basically just took a stethoscope and just put it up against the woman's belly to, to check on how the baby was doing because I can't see in there. They, they're not going to do that. Um, so Nancy goes for a checkup and she's like, she's very round and she's feeling very, like, completely large. And when the doctor checks her out, he gets this look on his face and he goes to the other side, Rebellion and listens and she's like, is everything okay? And the doctor's like, yeah. And so Nancy comes out of the appointment. Please keep in mind that I wrote this in, I think it was 2012. Um, she comes out of the appointment and Ned's mother is the one who took her to the appointment because Ned's at work. And she's kind of like stunned. And Ned's mom's like, is everything okay? And Nancy's like, yeah, I'm having twins, (laughs) because of course she is, so they get all excited when they find out it's twins, they're like, oh, we we need another bassinet, and, and we need to, you know, make sure that we've got two of everything, and they end up having a boy and a girl, Michael and Maggie, who they take home, and they are just blissfully happy with each other, because, like, they have everything that they wanted. And it's wonderful. And Ned got to punch a lot of Nazis. So, I mean, what's not to enjoy, really? So that's Letters. There were a few stories that I wrote to kind of wrap things up, like some bonus chapters. Um, There's one where it's Christmas 1950, and they talk about, like, everything that has happened since then. There's also a follow-up that talks about, like, Bess and George after everything. But... That's the bulk of the story is Nancy and Ned finally realizing that they love each other and all it took was the world going into a complete and total destructive terrible war that's that's all it took for that yeah good times good times but yeah Ned finally figures out that yeah she is actually gonna be his and it's just more than he's ever dreamed so so that's this week's episode of, if you enjoyed it, then please feel free to reach out to me and talk to me on Twitter if you feel the need to. If you don't, it's okay. Because after next week, we're going to get back to the original mystery stories. And I'm pretty sure we're picking up with Old Attic, which is completely appropriate for this. Because in in letters, the events of Old Attic didn't happen. Like, it, it wouldn't have fit with the story. But Old Attic is so fucking good. Oh my god. So... So next week, we'll do another fanfic, and then we're going to pick up with season six and go back to the original mystery stories in the 1940s. So stay sleuthing, my friends.